welcome to a special Cellar Dive episode of... Brutal Battle. Yep, uh, another one of the Cellar Dives. This is our ninth Cellar Dive episode, and even though we just got these beers literally less than a week ago... Uh, less than like two days ago. Uh, more than two days, oh. but it's been less than a week. We got these into our possession. They're still Cellar Dive worthy beers for sure, and the main theme with all these beers is we just went on vacation. We went to the beach, Rehoboth Beach, which people will hear episodes with Kyle Norman coming up um, in a bunch of episodes. It'll, it'll be not starting with 211, I believe. Uh, so his Beer Me Bro was back, but we'll um, check that out when that comes. But we got some beers from Kyle. We found some beers ourselves, and yeah. So we're going to do two beers that Kyle gave us, actually both from the same brewery, very much sought after. Uh, Then we're going to do a beer that we got at a place that we visited that we've never been to before but heard really good things. And this type of beer that they do is also pretty well sought after. And then the last thing we're going to do is we stopped into a random liquor store and were able to find a beer that I had no clue we would be able to find just randomly sitting there because I thought it was a brewery only release so false well i mean maybe it was maybe they had extra i have no idea what really happened so anyway we'll get right into it crack open number one so this first beer came from kyle norman and it is from the brewery dancing gnome out of pittsburgh pennsylvania this one is their thistle brick and it is a farmhouse ale that is four percent in alcohol Oh, oh, also, our little co-host, Chloe, is it's hanging the, out. Yeah, she's on the table. And her ears really perked when I cracked that can open. <laughs> it was a 16-ounce can. I know she's heard that sound before. So, I believe that Kyle had to go for, like, a special can release to get these beers. Because you didn't get the details? No, I actually didn't. You just were like, thanks, I'm just going to take these beers and run? No, I mean, I thanked him very much because he had given us that glass, um, stained glass ceiling. Right, 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 um, right. At Christmas. That was really good. We really liked that. And I think that was also on a Cellar Dive episode, a bunch of episodes back. So I know, based off the one beer that we've had, that they can make some really good stuff. So I was very thankful for that. But apparently people really do try and trade for Dancing Gnome. And I believe that they only do special releases at their brewery, so... I'm pretty sure he had to specifically go for that. Or maybe he just happened to show up and they had some left over from, like, the day or two prior. We have no idea. We don't know how we got these beers. Kyle Norman, give us us the deets. Yeah. Give us those deets. Okay. Oh. Our cat's complaining in the background because she left. I guess she doesn't think this is all that exciting, to be honest. (laughs) No, she's crying. Okay. It's it's hazy. It's yellow, straw-colored. Yep. Looks like a farmhouse. Yep. It's got a decent amount of... Head to it, white head. Hmm. Mm. It smells. It smells a little floral. It smells really crisp. Yeah, it does smell very light, very crisp. It smells like it's got a slight citrus note okay. I was on there. Say like a um, a little honey. A little honey, maybe a little bit of lemon going on there. Not. It's real delicate. You're not getting a lot of strong anything though. I do feel like it does have like a nice soft floral note on there too. So I'm wondering if this is a farmhouse ale, but like a more hopped version of a farmhouse ale. But it smells really good. And... It's tart. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Yes, it is. And I guess that's where a lot of that citrusy smell would be coming from, is that it is tart. It is so light. Oh, did you say the ABV? It's yeah, 4%. Four. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It comes off as very lemon sour. Yeah. And then that finish has that cereal note. That oh, like naked Cheerios. Naked Cheerios. Which you had naked Cheerios on, on vacation. vacation. Every morning. So now what do you think? Is that like naked Cheerios or what? It, yeah. I would agree with that. It's that cereal finish that I love that you hate. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. But, like has happened the last few times it's been in a beer, the more I keep sipping it, the more that starts to really deplete in its presence in the beer. Mm. This is solid. Um, the sourness is one note, though. I'm going to I'm gonna bet money that this is kettle soured and not wild fermentation because it's a one-note sourness that's just very lemon, and then it just goes away, which is very typical of kettle souring. I mean, can you get that sourness from doing anything else? Um, not really, I don't think. I mean, unless you're, like, actually adding like a citrus juice to it that would make it, like, sour. But I don't really know that anyone necessarily does that. I like it. I do like it, too. Um, But with me, I always have a problem that when I get, like, a kettle sourness to a beer, it just makes me want something more complex because I'm like, oh, I know there are beers out there that do this a different way. So, like, I have this beer, and I'm kind of like, I I like it, it's good, but it kind of just makes me want a, like, wild farmhouse ale. You know, maybe like a... I don't like that style. So for me, I I like this more than... I I know you're always, like, dogging on kettle sour. I think there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it, but for me personally, I just prefer wild. And I know I say that like it's something easy to do, but it actually takes a lot more time and a lot more of an investment. And it's more of a gamble for breweries to do it. So I understand why they don't. Kettle souring is way quicker, it's way cleaner, you're not um, risking having infections in the brewery, so I understand why it's done. It's just, for me, kettle souring just leaves a little bit more to be desired. You know, I have a beer like this, and I I just want something like an Arthur from Hill Farmstead, Mm -hmm. which I know is such a reach, because when am I ever going to get more Arthur, (laughs) because can't get that beer outside of Vermont, but, you know. I like it. No, I mean, I like it, too. I'm just saying it's not my fave. It's decent. But thank you, Kyle Norman. Next beer. Next beer. Also also by Dancing Gnome. Um, It's called Exquisite Beast. And it is an American ale and is 8.5%. That's about all I got. So I'm assuming by American ale I mean like a hoppy pale. Or something like that. Like IPA, Hoppy Pale Ale, something to that effect. Because I think that's what they had put on their stained glass ceiling, was just like American Ale or something like that. I mean, the way it pours is like New England style IPA. Yeah. You know? Um, It looks like orange juice, basically. Very hazy, very orange. It looks thick. Yeah, it, it does look quite uh, thick. Can't see through it at all. It, and it smells like orange juice. So the way we poured it was more agitated, so there are definitely larger bubbles on top. Uh, there are bubbles on top, but there are like lo- a lot of large bubbles, which mm-hmm. is interesting. The smell, ooh, yeah, very uh, 
New England style IPA. Wow. Yeah. Super, super amount of like orange juice, but like a sweeter, not so much tart orange juice. I just hope like beers like this, they smell really, really good. Either the taste doesn't deliver or they're too sweet. Right. Yeah. And I do smell a decent amount of sweetness on the, on the end of each sniff. Um, (laughs) Sniff. But it's, it smells really, really, really good. And I do get, with these types of beers, I like when they have kind of like a bit of like a caramelly malt note in the finish as well. And I do feel like I smell it in this beer. I always just like that combo of like the, the caramelly yeah. malt with like a nice citrusy juiciness. So you tasted it. I like it. It is, it's borderline too sweet. Mm-hmm. I see I don't think it's there yet. Mm-hmm. But you're getting a lot of those, um, you know, crisp citrus notes. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, a, I think, a little of the caramel that you like. Yep. I, yeah, I definitely get that. Um, it's lighter than I would assume it's going to be based off the smell. But it is nice in there. It's nice. I mean, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Well, yeah, like you said, there is a decent amount of sweetness to it. But it doesn't quite cross the threshold of being inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriate. It gets like just a few inches away from that line and just kind of backs yeah. down. What was the beer that we had recently like this? And it was, I just thought it was too sweet. Um, I don't know. We've had a decent amount. Was that the Sound Machine? Did you think the Sound Machine yes. by South County was a little too sweet? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed that more than you did. Yeah, it was too sweet for me. Yeah. So this is definitely American style IPA. Um, you said what, what did you say the ABV was? Eight. Oh, so like an American style Imperial IPA, basically, uh, based off the alcohol level. Um, it's good. It's tasty. I like it. I'll enjoy finishing it. Kyle had uh, when he gave these to me, he was like, "This this little brick is, is is pretty good." And he's like, "But this exquisite beast." He's like, "I love this exquisite beast." So I was pretty excited to try this and. I see why he loves it. I love the name. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool name. Um, I feel like names in general from Dancing Gnome that I've seen are quite good. Uh, we had the stained glass ceiling, really that's cool name, cool. and the can design was really nice. Thistlebrick, that's a cool name. Exquisite Beast, that's a cool name. Plus their can design looks yeah. really like artsy and nice. I like this Exquisite Beast, and then underneath that it says an ale of the most exquisite design. <laughs> And then there's like a lion with wings, an exquisite beast, if you will. So, with with them and the, with the way their cans look, they look classy. Yeah. Do you feel me on that? Oh yeah. Like they well, just like, look classy. I mean, the exquisite beast is just white with some purple accents, and and then the lion, yeah, it just looks. It kind of reminds me of a few other breweries that do, like, in my opinion, very classy-looking labels, like um, Main Beer Company, very classy mm. labels. Uh, Firestone Walker, I think, also very classy-looking yeah. labels. I mean, I feel like you can't put Main Beer Company in a category with because they're just plain. Like, it's not even... They are plain, but there there is, like, kind of like a... a a classiness in the simplicity of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah like, it's like very it's, clean. There's no art or anything. It's just right. a label. Right. And actually, I, I know I've probably said it on the podcast before. I actually do believe 
that the labeling that Maine Beer Company uses does contribute to them not being able to sell as much oh, okay. as they otherwise could be able to. Because as much as it sucks and it is stupid, people do look at labels and base some of their purchases off of that. Yeah. So. I mean, that's true with anything. Yeah. That's why they have marketing. Um, do you want me to open the next one or the last one? I'm thinking you're... I'm not opening the last one. <laughs> the last one is Cork and Cage, so I, yeah, I assume Rebecca would not. Or I can open the last two. I don't care. I'll do this next one. Okay. So this one is one of the beers that we picked up while we were at the beach from the actual brewery. Dewey Beer Company. Which I've heard a lot about recently. Which is like, I mean, you know, once you get to the beach, it's like Rehoboth, Dewey, Bethany, Fenwick Island. Like, it's like boom, Lewis, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. all those. So this ended up being like five minutes from where we are staying. Um, parking there is not easy. Horrible, terrible, the worst. It's just hard because there's no street parking really. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we made it, um, and we were able to score in a crawler to bring back um, their, one of their secret machines, um, which is a lactose fruit sour beer. Um, it is their blackberry and mango, mm-hmm. and um, it's six point four percent. So people know we we have talked about and had some of the. Um, oh, yeah, not too much. It was it was bubbling out just a little bit, but it's on the table. People know that we've. Uh, do you just want to go get something to yeah. wipe it up? People know that on this podcast we've actually talked about Burley Oak. We actually had a special brewery showcase episode for Burley Oak. Who's only located like an hour from where Dewey Beer Company is, and they're very well known for their Dream series, spelled J R E A M, um, and it's a series of these la- fruited lactose sour beers that this beer is a lot like. So Burley Oak has their Dream series, and Dewey Beer Company has their Secret Machine series, which is the same type of beer done with different fruits. Um, and it has started to become very much popular, like the Dream Series. And I love when we can get a hold of these types of sours, because not a ton of people are doing them. It's yeah. just, like, super full. Yeah. They did not... Ooh, that's all over the place. They did not skimp when they filled this crowler for us. You want to pour mine? So much. Brianna. When Brianna filled this crowler for us. That was our server. She's really nice. Really cool person. Yeah. Um, she did an excellent or job. Brian. Or Brianne. Brianna. Brianna? Okay. I believe. Because I remember you posting something on Instagram about oh, yeah. it, and you had me check the spelling of the name, and I was like, I think that's how you would spell it. Yeah, but then I double-checked sure. it with the receipt. And you did say this is theirs with Blackberry and Mango. Blackberry and yes. Mango. Now, they, mm-hmm. they had four of them when we were there, four different versions, although two of them we were not able to have put in Crowlers for whatever reason. I, maybe they are just really popular. And then of the two we could, this was by far our favorite. Um, your favorite was... Parfait. And what was in the parfait, do you remember? No. Okay, so... Maybe was it strawberry, blueberry, and granola? Yes. I think that that's what it is. And at first, like, I could not get the granola at all, but as I kept sipping, I started to get, like, a little bit of, like, a spice note from the granola. It was actually pretty good. My favorite was the raspberry and apricot. I think it was raspberry apricot. I think... I don't know. Yeah, I, I think wasn't it was, 
Raspberry Apricot, that one was my favorite, but not available on Crowlers. Your favorite, also not available on Crowlers. I mean, when I say favorite, I mean slight. I mean, they were yeah. all really yeah, they're good. All and they're really... all pretty similar. Yes. You know, yeah. like... It's just what fruit is in there and what's your preference. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But this um, one was a very close second for me. Oh, me too, me too. Oh, well, let's see. All right, the Blackberry Mango up. Secret Machine... It looks very red. Yeah, and the colors. Check out the Instagram post because nice the colors color. of these are just amazing. Well, it makes a very nice pink head that mm-hmm. just sits on top of that beer. And it just looks it looks nice. Can't see through it, obviously, because of lactose and fruit. I mean, I, I can't. I definitely am not picking out the blackberry. I'm definitely getting berry. I can see some of the actual mango in there. I also smell a little bit of that Naked Cheerios cereal mm-hmm. note, which these beers do have that. So, let's go in. This crawler's only a few days old. FYI, everyone. So. Mm. Yeah, this it's only two days old. Two days, yeah. Um. Oh, no. Actually, this may have been pre-crawlered because it says the 25th on it. Oh. So, that's five days. Interesting, yeah. Because I did see when you when you first go in there, they have, they have a big yeah, yeah. They have a bunch of crawlers like pre done and some ca- stuff canned. They also had a lot of um, like New England style IPAs and Imperial mm-hmm. IPAs there and pale ales, and those were good. We just didn't want to go crazy, and we appreciate the style a lot more because yeah. not a lot of people are doing it, and they just tasted better to us. But all their beer was really good. Really recommend Dewey Beer Company if people in that are in that area. And their food was their really food good. Their food was really good, and um, that stout was really good. We couldn't get a growler oh, of that either. Yeah, 12% stout with, what was in it, like coffee and... Coconut and... Oh, yeah, coffee and coconut. So good. Yeah, that was really good. I'm not picking up on, on as much mango as I did before. Yeah, it is more of like a dark berry fruit. In the flavor. I do get a little bit of the mango, but it does seem like the blackberry is way more in the forefront right now. And then, obviously, it has that finish with that Naked Cheerios cereal note. Um, it's tasty. I don't think it's as tasty as when we had it, like, fresh, fresh. No. I feel like no beer ever is. I mean, I know they say they hold up in the crowlers. Eh. I feel like I've never had a beer from a crowler that I'm like, okay, this tastes exactly as... It's just, right. you just yeah. can't maintain that freshness. Right, you can't, because usually, and I guess it depends on who fills the crowler and how long it's been sitting around, how much oxygen is allowed to be sitting at the top before it's actually has that lid yeah. put on top, um, because oxygen damages beer, and that'll change how it how it tastes, so. I mean, I'm still going to drink it. Right, yes. For sure. So, in my opinion, I mean, I feel like... I feel kind of crappy, like, making this comparison, but I feel like I want to. Um, in comparison to the Dreams, I think I've liked the the Dreams a little bit more. But I feel like these Secret Machine beers are not that far behind. I feel like they're, like, almost right there. And, the, again, I think it comes down to the fruit. You know, and right. what your fruit... What's your fave? Yeah. Um, well, also, Burley Oak's been doing it a lot longer. I mean, I, I believe the Secret Machine series only started, like, a bunch of months ago. Burley Oak's been doing their dreams for a while now. Definitely over a year. I mean, I wonder even how long um, Dewey Beer Company's been in existence. 
I don't know. That's a good question. We'd have to look that up. But, uh, well, and one of the things, you know, we were talking about, we just really like this style of sour, and it's not being done, like, a ton. It, for me, I just like how the lactose just makes it so creamy, and it really rounds out the sourness. So you can, like, get that nice hit of sourness up front, and then it's not like this lingering, nagging sourness just hanging out on yeah. your tongue afterwards. The, the lactose just takes that down and rounds everything out, so... The other thing um, they do, well, first of all, they're only a block from the beach, yeah, which is cool, and then they make beer slushies. Oh, they do. That's right. Which I think is kind of cool. Um, I wonder if you could get, I guess you can't get those to go, but... Just get them in like a slushy mug? Yeah. <laughs> a slushy I mean, cup. I would love to drink... So each day they have a different version of one of their secret machines in a slushy form. I think this is the one that was on when we were there, the Blackberry Mango. I don't know. That's what's on now. I just saw it pop up. Oh, maybe that's what I'm confused with. Maybe it wasn't that one. But, I mean, I would love to sit on the beach with one of these in a slushie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I can see that being good. I like... Plus, literally, like Rebecca was saying, you you could just walk to the beach from Dewey Beer Company. It's not far at all. You could just grab a crowler, grab some cans, and just go hang out on the beach. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm coming off a big uh, hardcore vacation depression. <laughs> the worst, huh? The struggle is real. <laughs> All right, well, let's move to the okay, final. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, this is the final beer. This is the one I was saying. We just stopped into some random liquor store, and I was just like, oh, let's check this out. They had a lot of beers yeah. that I was like, these beers usually don't just sit on shelves. And they were dusty. Yeah. <laughs> And they were sitting on shelves. I guess they just get a good selection for whatever reason, and not enough people are buying it. I don't know. So this is the Trogues Independent Brewing Company's Impending Descent, but it's not just their Impending Descent Imperial Stout. It is the Impending Descent Imperial Stout done with vanilla beans and cocoa. I was going to say cacao. No, it's actually cocoa. So done with vanilla beans and cocoa and then aged in bourbon barrels. Mm. So this was bottled in 2017. So it has been sitting around for a while. And I was pretty sure that this was a brewery exclusive release. So when I saw it, Rebecca will tell you, I was like, what? What well, is this? I swear Carlin doesn't listen to me sometimes. Oh, oh, oh no. I want to pop this cork. Oh, oh didn't make nice. much noise. All right. Um... We're looking at all the beers. I'm like, impending descent. Impending descent with... And I'm, he didn't listen because when he found it, he was like, look, it's impending descent. I'm like, I literally just told you that a minute ago. Well, the was, pro- You the were in like a kid in a candy store and you yes. were like... The problem is like visual overload for me. Oh, yeah. When I step into a place like that and I have all these beers... That I'm trying to take in. It's like total visual overload that just overloads my brain. And I can't listen to anything. And I can't really focus on anything. So I need a little bit of time to calm down. Um, It was that same way when I was a young kid. And I was at the family video store. And I wandered into the back room (laughs) with the curtains. I stepped back there, saw all the the uh, VHS cases. And I literally went blind for a minute. Because my, (laughs) my... Brain was so overloaded, and How I was long like, were "No, you in no. There? Uh, not long. I didn't want to get in trouble." You were through with your parents. Yes, yeah. I just kind of like wandered away, and I was like, "Oh, what's back here?" So you didn't know it was back there. 
Um, I think I may have had a suspicion. Okay, and then you're like, huh? and then did you dart out? And were your parents like, where were you? Or they? Well, I tried to stick around long enough for my eyes to work, <sighs> so that I could see something. I need to see something other than titties. It's like if if. If I am going to get in trouble, potentially, I might as well have gotten something out of it. So, anyway, um, let's try this. Did I say it was 12%? I don't know. I don't think I did. But the impending scent, barrel aged impending scent is 12%. It looks like an Imperial Stout. Very, very dark. Um, it's got a pretty brown head. I just love the smell. Ooh. It's like heaven. What does it smell like to you? Heaven. <laughs> Okay, I mean, like, you know, food slash ingredient notes. Like you, Well, you definitely can get that bourbon. Yes. It comes off caramelly, vanilla. I mean, there is vanilla to it as well. But you're, I'm getting a lot of extra vanilla for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of extra vanilla. You do get that little bit of raisin note in there because it's higher ABV. I'm getting, I wouldn't say cocoa, but I would say chocolate. Yes. It it does smell really fudgy to me. Yeah, I would say, but it's a different kind of chocolate. Yes. It, yeah, it, it's like gooey fudgy yeah. is how it kind of smells. Like very rich chocolate. Brownie. Um, yeah, like a brownie, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like a vanilla boozy brownie. Oh, and I bet this one could be really good in a float. I feel like I smell like a decent oakiness. And okay. I, th- I think you're right. You put a little extra vanilla ice cream in there, or caramel ice cream, boom. Caramel cashew ice cream might be really good. Coconut ice cream might be really good in this. Yeah, it's really good. It's, I mean, I haven't tasted it, but the smell is we did get very two, nice. We did get two bottles of this. Well, because the intention was to share one of them yeah. at the beach, but we just didn't get to it. So I was like, eh, oh well, we got this two. This is why it's next fine. year we need to go for a longer... There's so many mm. things we didn't get to do. Oh, just so we can drink more beer? Is yes. that <laughs> Is that the reason? Mm-hmm. There are games we didn't get to play. Just not enough time to live life properly. Mm-mm. Right? So your taste. What are you getting? Everything. It, this beer delivers. So. Like, everything on the nose is in the, in the flavor profile for me. Yeah. Um, Agreed. It does not taste like 12%. I think I think it is at least the first two sips are pretty boozy for me. Well, they're boozy, but I wouldn't say twelve. I could see saying ten. I could. Mm. Um, I I feel like I get more of a dark chocolate in there than I do like that kind of fudginess. I I said I was smelling, but the raisins there, that oakiness. There's almost a little bit of an ashiness. I was going to say a little chalkiness. Yes, like a little chalky um, ash that rolls in with the flavor of the dark chocolate. And it's a little drying. Yeah. Um, but I love it. The vanilla is definitely there in force. And I get a lot of oak. Like mm-hmm. I said, I was smelling a lot of oak. I taste a lot of oak, too. It's a well-done beer. It's um, yeah. well-rounded. One flavor is not overpowering the other one. It's not... I mean, okay, it is boozy, but it's not super astringent or anything like that that's all yeah, it's not a, it's not inappropriate with the astringency <laughs> like you have to use that twice when you describe it it's not inappropriate well i mean this beer can be inappropriate <laughs> well for what beers are aiming for there are situations where the flavors or the astringency or whatever can be inappropriate i'm glad all of our beers not, are appropriate i do yes i do believe they are this so this is an excellent good job. excellent lineup yeah i'm I'm definitely down with this lineup. So the more I just kind of like 
let the flavors of this impending descent sit in my mouth. Um, it kind of like hangs out with like coffee, like a yeah. roast coffee on the end. More malty. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm getting so. It's not like super coffee. Coffee fifi. Coffee fee. Um. Okay. Are you? This is going to be a hard rank. Um. This is a really tough one. I'm between... I have a clear first and a clear fourth. And it's the two and three that are a little hazy to me. And one of them is hazy, so... Okay, well... This is your fourth. Yes. And this is your first? Yes. Yeah. Right. So... We have the same lineup. It's possible. I need to go back and do do two quick tastes. These two. Yeah, just to make sure. Um, I'm just gonna say mine because mm-hmm. it's pretty easy for me because one, yeah, one I'm just you know, listeners, sorry, not sorry. I'm just a sucker for bourbon barrel aged stout. So Trobes and Pending Descent, well done, well done. So you're into my number one. Yeah. For real. My number two is The Secret Machine Blackberry Mango by um, Dewey Beer Company. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, partially it's well done. Partially it's because you can't get a lot of these. So right. I can... Right. Um, I'm not ashamed to say I'm ranking at number two just because I, I can't drink a lot of these. Um, number three is going to be The Dancing Gnome Exquisite Beast. Um, again awesome. I love the citrus notes, um, but not too sweet. And then fourth for me is going to be the Thistle Brick, also by Dancing Gnome, the Farmhouse Ale. No shame in this on any of these beers, though. They are awesome. I'm going to enjoy them the rest of the night. Agreed. Um, Very, very excellent lineup. Um, My lineup's the same. Oh, okay. Exactly the same. So the the two and three are very, very close Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, the Secret Machine and the Exquisite Beast. I would give the that little leg up to the Secret Machine, like you're saying. Like there aren't a ton of these types of beers done out there, and it's done well. I also believe that the that the Exquisite Beast, which is a New England style uh, Imperial IPA, it's there's a lot of that done now, you know. And, oh, yeah. and this is done that. quite well, but you can get it. Right. Like you can get more that are. Similar, maybe not as good off just off the shelf, but close enough yeah. with the secret machine. To my knowledge, you cannot get anything even close to well, that. Well, at least in our area. Uh, yeah, in our area of Maryland. So, um, but you know, we talked to that thistle brick is really. I mean, I know you were dogging on it because you think it's kettled. I like it. It's nice and light, refreshing. Yeah. It would be great with food. It's great yeah. on its own. It can definitely hold up on its own. Um, I like it. Well. You know, it depends what your mood is. So, something that I say a lot is that when I have kettle sour beers, the way I prefer my kettle sour beers are like sour IPAs. So, you have that one-dimensional sour note, but you have a lot of hops backing it up. And I feel like that really works. So I kind of want to do a little bit of an experiment and do a little mix of the Exquisite Beast and the Thistle Brick. So I'm going to pour a little Exquisite Beast. 
And I'm going to pour a little thistle brick on that and see if it creates what I want. Is this a really good sour IPA now? Still smells more like a New England style IPA. Mm. I get a very slight sourness. Let me try. It's got that cereal note in there. I do get some hops coming through. It's actually good. <laughs> what do you think? It's I think, good. I like them both separate better. Though. Right. That's what I was going to say. I do think they're better separate, but I think this 50-50 combo is still good. I so. mean, unlike you and I, you and I are better together. These beers are better separate. Oh, I get it. I gotcha. You just say, oh, 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 remember. Remember how we're better together. Okay, so I think that's it for the episode. Once again, another yeah. fun cellar dive. Sorry there was no competition in this yeah, one. Yeah, we couldn't. It was just hard because we wanted to put them all in and, and yeah. we acquired them together. Because the thing is, these were all very, very appropriate to put in a cellar dive, even though we just got them. But there's no competition to be had because we acquired these together. So, you know, well, two of them were just given to us. One we bought together and another one we found together and bought together. So it's... I mean, we could argue how Norman gave only you the dancing gnomes. That's true. But then that would mean I lost. So we're not doing that. Oh. <laughs> not that they're bad beers because no, they're not. They're it's not. just... Anyway. Okay. Awesome. I am excited to continue to sip on these beers all night because yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Rebecca, thank you for being on this uh, yeah. as usual. And makes me wonder where we're going to go with the next cellar dive. Mm. Mm. I've got a lot of interesting stuff downstairs. A lot of stuff I've probably even forgotten about. I have now taken <laughs> to not even going into that closet. Because things fall on me, or they fall on the beer, and the beer gets knocked over, so I'm not even going in there anymore. But... Hear me out on this. If you don't go into the closet, how are you going to know what's in there to compete with for the next cellar dive? Mm. It's to your detriment. You will lose if you don't become familiar with what's down there because that's open to you too. Even though a lot of that might be technically my beer, I will mm. allow you to use it. We'll see. Anyway, check us out on Instagram. Um, following us on a day-to-day basis as far as what we're posting... Um, send us an email. Let us know if you um, have any good beer recommendations. Mm-hmm. Any um, breweries you want us to do a showcase on. Mm, yep. Um, and um, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to say, Carlin? Nope. Just keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 